0: Hello, and welcome to Successful, Single, and Not Willing to Settle, The Podcast, where we show amazing women how to attract the perfect partner for them by embracing and showcasing their authenticity. Hi guys, it's Amy, and we have a very special guest today. It's Tiffany Johnson. She is the best-selling author of Brave Enough Now, an inspirational story of self-discovery, survival, and hope. She's the founder of When We Are Brave, which is empowering people to be brilliantly brave as their authentic self with a podcast under the same name, When We Are Brave, and products to help us be brave in our everyday life, including her own essential oil range and inspirational art, which We always talk about authenticity, so I think that that is so in alignment with what we're doing here. Um, Tiffany has learned many lessons after her survival and recovery from the 1999 Swiss Canyoning disaster where 21 people perished and she miraculously survived. What she has come to learn is that when you believe in yourself, magic comes your way and it spreads like wildfire for others to join in. But to do this, to believe in yourself is to be brave. Tiffany is here to help us do just that, be brave. Hi, Tiffany.
1: Hi, Amy. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Oh, thank you for being here. I'm so glad that we were able to connect and get you on here. I love all, um, all things here about you. Do you want to fill us in on anything else that's going on with you right now?
1: Absolutely. So I'm, um, I'm from Australia. As you can hear, um, my accent's a little bit different to yours. So it's um, turning into spring for us now. Um, instead of your beautiful fall with all the colours. And... I am speaking a lot uh, at lots of conferences, um, especially some that are happening through the fall for you guys um, as keynote speaker to help people feel empowered to be brave to be their authentic self. And I'm so excited about sharing my story with your audience today because I believe that the power of stories can help us to all be authentic and move forward in our life to be brave, to do that, to live as we were put on this earth to be.
0: Absolutely. And I think when we're talking about brave and authenticity, um, they're so interwoven. And when it comes to the journey of the women that we are speaking to specifically those successful single women, being able to be brave enough to really be yourself, you know, imperfectly yourself when you're dating or starting a relationship or in a relationship is so important and Mm -hmm. really takes real, real bravery because we are fed so many messages that we, we will will be lacking, or there's something wrong with us if we don't have that relationship, which makes it really hard to to just be like, "This is who I am," you know? Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, absolutely,
1: absolutely. So,
0: what we're going to talk to because what, what I find is that when somebody has that muscle, that that uh, self reflection. Am I being authentic right now? What do I really think muscle? It comes out everywhere. It comes out in our careers. It comes out in our friendships. It comes out in our relationships. Um, And so what we're going to talk about today is about Tiffany's journey um, to this really trusting in herself and building that muscle. And it does revolve around a relationship, and it will also touch upon some of that reflection that came out around the Swiss canyoning disaster. So I really um, hope you guys can hear some nuggets of truth and growth from this story. So without further ado, Tiffany, you want to jump in and tell us a little bit about this journey to trusting yourself?
1: Absolutely. I grew up in the country in rural New South Wales on a farm. And I had this feeling that I didn't belong and I think we all feel a bit like that when we're entering into adulthood, those early steps of what's going to be next at the end of high school. I was 17 and I had all these different opportunities laid out in front of me and I thought that if I took a safe and steady path to university interstate that maybe I would find that missing piece of me and I think that when it doesn't matter when we take where we take a job or entering into a a new relationship we we do feel unsteady and uncertain unless we have a really strong self-belief in who we are and that really is what my story is all about two years into university i met a man i was working at a cafe and across the coffee machine i saw this man and Oh my goodness, do you remember those first sparks of chemistry that you don't get when you're a teenager and you're in your early adulthood? I had no idea what hit me. (laughs) And, you know, he took my breath away and I had the butterflies and the tummy going crazy. Mm -hmm. And within a week, we moved in together. Now, this was a loved up romance. It was. I thought it was the answer. I thought it was the thing that I'd been looking for. But after three months in that relationship, it became incredibly toxic. Mm. I was still young. I had no idea how to get out of it. I was living interstate and slowly but surely I was completely isolated. And that's often how these types of relationships happen. We don't have the confidence within ourselves to stand up for who we are, We think we need to change who we are to make that love last. I can assure you that that is not how true love works. And we should never, ever, ever try and change who we are to suit someone who we're romantically involved with. Because that's not, that's just not true love. It's not real, it's not authentic. I ended up becoming anorexic. I would just not eat for weeks on end because I thought maybe if I'm skinnier that mm-hmm. he will love me again the way he did when we first met. I had incredible anxiety. I'd never been an anxious sort of person and I never, I didn't trust myself. I never had any of these problems before I met him and I just kept changing who I was to make this relationship something more than what it was. And the worst part about this... Was that I never told a soul. I never told anybody what was really going on behind closed doors and I just kept putting on that happy mask. Now I think that even as I'm older now, I certainly don't do that, but a lot of women who are trying to find that piece of them that they feel is missing and they think that perhaps that that would be in a relationship, that's, that's not where that missing piece is. The missing piece is actually within yourself and it's finding that self-love and that courage to love who you are and be your authentic self is where that fulfillment comes in there'd been a death in our family and i was finally allowed and i said that in inverted commas you can't actually see because we're on audio but i was allowed to go home and so i drove back it was like 12, 14 hour drive home. And I looked in the mirror in my childhood bedroom and I did not recognize that girl looking back at me. And I had bones sticking out where I didn't know I had bones. I was all gaunt. My skin color had gone a horrible shade of yellow. I, which is obviously the liver, right? My body was being affected by the way that I'd been treating myself. My hair was lacking luster. It was even starting to fall out a bit. It was really thinning and I've got really curly hair and my curl had completely gone. My eyes were sunk into my head and I just thought, what have you done to yourself? And how can you possibly think that this is okay? Because it's not okay. It's never okay to have someone belittle you. It's never okay to have someone make you think that you need to be different to who you are. And I think that's really important for people to grab that, know it, believe it, and know that they are worthy. And I certainly at this point in time did not feel valued, did not feel worthy. But looking in that mirror and being back in my family home where I had a little bit more sense of love towards me, I really saw a shining light that I needed to get out. So I drove back to our loved-up nest that was anything but a loved-up nest. And -hmm. I'd been in the relationship now for two years and I found him in bed with two of my friends. Wow. (laughs) And that was wonderful because it gave me the permission that I really needed within myself to leave. Like I'd already had this sort of sense of self-empowerment again once I'd been back with my family and I really didn't spend much time with them when I was back home. But having seen that and walking in on that, It was finally, I knew that he was never going to turn around and manipulate the situation so that I would stay. So I moved and I went to a tropical island, but now I was riddled with shame. I had high anxiety. I had absolutely no self-esteem whatsoever. And I was basically drinking myself into a hole because I just had no idea how to get out of it. I had no idea how to get out of this constant cycle of self-doubt and negative voice in my head and when I would drink more everything would just go away and I wouldn't be feeling scared I wouldn't be feeling uh, self-conscious just you know it lets it all go away that Dutch courage that they talk about I was walking home from work one night and it was a dark part of the island and two men started following me and I was nearly raped, and I was absolutely terrified. I got away, and I remember standing behind my bedroom door, really like with my back to the door, just panting and thinking, "Oh my God, what is happening to me? What is happening to me? How can I've gone through all of that and now be faced with this?" Sure. And uh, slowly, over <clears throat> excuse me, over the period of time that I'd been on the island. Uh, He had found me and he'd been starting to call again and, you know, the promises and the love and I'm sorry and, uh, you know, everything's going to be different next time. And the next day he called. And because of that chemistry and that initial connection that we had and how much love and wonder and joy there had been in that first very short period of time in that relationship, I kept thinking maybe it would go back to that. Maybe this time it will be different. And so after the incident on the island, And he said, I'm going overseas. I said, do you want to book a ticket for two? Because I thought it was better the devil you know than the devil you don't know. And so we went overseas together. (laughs) We were on that plane and I sat on the aisle seat. Now, from Australia to the United Kingdom is a very long flight. (laughs) And (laughs) I sat the entire time on the edge of my seat with my body half hanging over into the aisle because I could not bear to be near him. And within that time I'd been on the island, I'd really started to get back some of my self-confidence, get back some of my self-belief and really started to listen to who I was and to trust in myself. I had this incredible feeling of overwhelming foreboding, like my intuition, that gut instinct you get. When I was about to get onto that plane, My gut instinct was going in overdrive that you were doing the wrong thing. This is a bad decision. And I thought if I ate a packet of Tim Tams, which is an Australian type of chocolate biscuit, that Mm -hmm. I would be better. And so I ate the whole packet of Tim Tams, which I've never done that before in my entire life. And I got on the plane and the feeling was still there. And I was like, damn it, chocolate didn't work. It didn't fix it. (laughs) (laughs) And food doesn't fix it. Only our own inner love fixes it. And so... We got to the UK, the same wheels started to turn again, the manipulation started again and again I felt trapped and I thought how am I going to get out of this this time like I'm now overseas and I'm on the other side of the world. I was 21 by now and I was questioning my life, questioning everything about my life. What was I going to do? How was I ever going to be able to really trust in what I knew was right.
0: Hi guys, it's Amy. It's time for a sponsor break. We'll be back very, very shortly. See you then.
1: He was so incredibly amazing at manipulating me and manipulating situations. And I think that that is a key part of the story because when you have incredible ability to believe in yourself and to trust in yourself and you have that self-confidence and you have the bravery to really believe in yourself, then you can stand up for that, for who you are and what you want to do and you will not be manipulated by anybody else. Now, I still was not in that position and I was succumbing to his demands, and you know the way that he wanted the relationship to work. And one of those things was to open a joint bank account together, which I did willingly and freely. I was going through my backpack one night, still questioning my life and thinking, "What on earth am I doing?" And a letter fell onto my backpack, and it was addressed to him. It was covered in all these little love heart, um, little stamp things, and it stunk of cheap perfume. And I thought, oh, my God, what is in this letter? And so I opened it, like totally naughty. I would never do anything naughty. <laughs> <laughs> it's like the good girl, you know. I was like the little, I was the girl, you know, that used to babysit the kids down the street. I was the good girl. Uh-huh. So opening this letter felt so incredibly naughty. But what I found inside was that he was seeing a married woman back in Australia and she was thanking him for the airline ticket that he'd just bought her and when were they getting rid of me amongst a number of other colourful words that were in there. And I just thought, oh, my God, he's done it again. And so I went to phone banking because, remember, this is 1999 and all my money was gone. And I just went, enough is enough. Enough is enough. And so I left, grabbed my bag and left, which was a very dramatic scene and quite funny, but... (laughs) (laughs) But I did leave. The point of the matter is I did actually leave. But when I left, I was now on the other side of the world. I was broke and homeless. I had nowhere to go. I felt so alone and such a failure. I was riddled with shame. I wanted my life to be more than this. And I thought, how is it that a young woman who is intelligent i've been to university i did well at school i'm attractive young girl how is it that i could have fallen so far and i think that's also part of the shame i didn't want anyone to know what i had let go of myself because of that shame because i couldn't believe that i'd actually allowed that to happen i called home my mum answered the phone and I still had never told them the true nature of the relationship. All I said was that my money was all gone, and the phone went silent. And then she said, "Well, darling, you kind of gone to the other side of the world and had a terrible time. Go and book a Kentucky tour. Go and find yourself a nice hotel, and go and stay there the night. Tomorrow morning, get up, find a travel agent, and go and book yourself on a Kentucky tour." And so I did, as my mother said, because let's face it, mothers are always right, and I tell my children. <laughs> All the time. Mothers are always right. (laughs) I felt, and I'm sure that your listeners can understand this, I just felt like why has this happened to me? And I don't think it would have mattered if I'd been, you know, anywhere in the world at that point in time. It was just the fact that I'd allowed a man in my life to treat me the way he treated me. And I couldn't pinpoint why I'd allowed that to happen. I eventually got on the tour and I was completely still lacking self-confidence. I didn't believe in myself. I didn't trust myself. And that underlying gut feeling constantly kept showing its head. It kept coming up at different times. And I just kept pushing it aside. And I just stopped listening to my intuition. I stopped listening to me. I stopped listening to myself because I had all this lack of self-confidence We were driving through Tuscany and I met a girl on the bus. The rest of the bus was asleep and we sat next to each other and our hearts just poured out and she was the first person I'd ever told what had happened in that relationship, how I felt belittled, how I felt undervalued, how I'd felt controlled. I had been controlled, how my life had played out how I hadn't achieved the dreams and the things that I'd wanted to achieve and how I was now on this tour trying to pick up every single piece of me that I had lost. And she listened to me without judgment, with complete love and awe and appreciation of what life can be. And we are still best friends to this day. But it was that encounter that actually allowed me to start to open up to who I was. We got to Switzerland. I'd never seen snow. It was so exciting. We went up to Jungfrau, which is the highest train station in the world. And I remember standing there and looking at this snow and holding this snow, the first time I'd ever held this snow or any snow. And I looked at these mountains and I thought, if these mountains can stand the test of time, if they can withstand blizzards and dinosaurs and mankind and goodness knows what else they have seen, then maybe... Just maybe I can do this thing called life. And maybe, just maybe, it's okay to be me. It's okay to have my dreams. It's okay to have my talents. It's okay to not like the things that I don't like. It's okay to have the feelings that I feel. Maybe, maybe what I was looking for all along was never a man or a relationship, but maybe... It was self-love because someone else can't love you until you love yourself wholly, authentically, and truly. And that moment was so liberating. That night I didn't drink any alcohol. I didn't need to because I didn't need to hide behind a mask anymore. I was me, all of me, and that was amazing. And I felt nothing but self-love. It was a really powerful moment in my life. It still gives me goosebumps when I think about it. Then the next day we were going canyoning and I was so excited because I was ready to take life by the horns, right? I was like, yes, I'm going to do this thank God, <laughs> life. I'm never going to let anyone treat me that way again. I am worth more. And I am more and I can do and I can be anything that I want to be or do. And I can be in any relationship and I don't actually need someone else to make me a great person because I'm already great and the great person will come to me. Going up into the mountain, it was really dark and it started to rain. I could hear thunder in the distance, but I just didn't realise that where the thunderstorm was was actually at the top of the mountain where the canyon began. There was a natural dam wall at the top of the canyon, and the storm broke the banks, and there was a massive flash flood. I was washed away that day. I went over a kilometre in the raging flash flood waters. I saw my friends perish before my eyes. There was a moment in the canyon I'd been underwater when I first got washed away. And I heard my father's voice in my head tell me to just relax and stay calm if ever you get caught in floodwaters because we had floods all the time on our on our farm. Like this was not, it was not strange to have floods where I grew up, but I'd never been caught in a flood. And this flood was incredibly powerful and intense and not expected. The waters of crystal clear, beautiful, like like shimmering diamonds turned into a murky, muddy brown within seconds. And I was washed away. I was eventually pushed up into a boulder, and it was the first time I could see what I was amongst, and that's when I saw my friends, lifeless bodies floating down the rapids, massive logs and branches and debris everywhere. The water was so strong, it was moving whole boulders in the canyon. But in that moment, one of the most another important moment in my life happened. I saw my life play out to me in like a snap, snippets of, of snapshots, like Polaroid pictures. I saw me as a little girl being bullied at school. I'd seen me in high school feeling like I didn't belong. And then I saw me in that horrendous relationship, horrendous. And then I saw me on the mountain holding that snow. And I didn't want to die having been that girl. I didn't want to die having been treated that way when I now knew that I was worth so much more. I was worthy of love. I was worthy of a true love and I now loved every single part of me and I was never, ever going to let anyone ever take that away from me again. And I thought if I stayed by the boulder, either another boulder would come down and crush me or another log would come down and and hit me in the head, and I'd be knocked unconscious. The water was lapping at my chin, or I could try and wiggle free and be swept away again. I didn't know what was ahead of me, but I didn't want to stay where I'd been. And I think that's a figurative thing as well. I didn't want to stay stuck where I had been and who I was. And I wiggled free and I chose to be the me that I loved. And I let go. I was pulled under the rapids again. And kept trying to get snippets of air when I could. And I came to a point where I thought, this is it. Like, I have no air left. And I prayed in that moment. And I prayed to God and I prayed to my aunt that had died the time before. And I said, please, dear God, please, Aunty, die. Don't let me die because if I die, Mum won't cope. And at that moment, I sporadically burst up out of the water Mm. And I could see what I was about to go over and it was a massive, big, giant waterfall. As I went over that waterfall, kind of like a feeling of free-for-flight, I ended up in a little tiny alcove next to the waterfall and I came up for air. I was exhausted. I eventually got to the bank and pulled my, I was able to get out. I was pulled out by one of the other survivors that had also been washed up into that space. I had multiple injuries that have lasted lifelong. I'm a type 1 diabetic. I um had tissue damage to both of my legs a broken leg four broken ridge uh, sorry four broken ribs a dislocated jaw which I've since had surgery on PTSD and survivor's guilt and what I learned through all of that was the biggest lesson that I learned from that was how precious life is but also just how important it is to trust yourself because I still had that niggling feeling within me that whole time I was travelling and that day it was in overdrive. But not only was it that niggling feeling, that gut intuition feeling, but it was also the knowing that had I trusted who I was and been authentic and stood up for me, then I wouldn't have ended up in that relationship or I would have left way earlier on. Mm -hmm. The other thing was that I knew now what it was to love who I was and it was those connections to myself that allowed me to recover and move me forward to where i now have a beautiful husband that we've been married for 17 years and i wrote a list about three days before i met my husband i was still recovering um from my injuries and my mental health issues it was about not quite 12 months since the accident when i met him and I was like, right, I am not going to let anyone do X, Y, and Z. And I wrote this big long list and said the next person I meet has to tick every single one of these boxes. And lo and behold, three days later, I met my now husband and he ticked every single box. And I was not in a position at that point in time to start dating or you know, start a relationship. I was pretty screwed up at this point in time. Like I still hadn't told anybody about the relationship beforehand. I had all of the stuff from the trauma from the accident. I was in a mess. And I started to get therapy at a hospital in Sydney where I was living at the time and my husband, my boyfriend at the time, said, I don't want you to go out there on your own. I think, you know, we should, I'll come out with you. And I was like, don't be ridiculous like this. I need to go through this on my own. And he said, no, 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 I think, you know, it might be a lot for you. I'll help you get home at least. And so he came with me when I went out to this appointment the first time I went there. And he waited for three hours in a cafe while I was in this session. And I thought, this, this is pretty special, this guy. Like, who does this? And he honoured me and took care of me. But it wasn't even the taking care of me. It was the... I mean, in terms of like he got me home and it was I felt safe. That was so important. But he respected me. He respected me and he enjoyed being with me for me. And that was never compromised and it never has been compromised. And that is the key in finding who we are and believing in who we are. And if we can achieve greatness in other areas of our life, in our work and in our friendships or whatever, we can also achieve it within ourselves, within our romantic relationships as well. I truly believe that because when we're brave, like you said in the beginning, magic comes our way and it spreads like wildfire for others to join in when we're our authentic self.
0: Yeah, I love, I mean, wow, what a powerful story. Um, As you're speaking, I'm like jotting down like all these like takeaways that I'm getting. So I want to I want to circle back a little bit, you know, and kind of talk a little bit. First of all, I, would, I just want to say this is why that muscle, that authenticity, checking in with yourself muscle is so important because you figuratively and literally got hit, you know, washed up, knocked around multiple times in your life. Some that you fleshed out for us here, and some that you kind of brushed over, you know, in terms of like your childhood and and beyond. And the perspective of it is not what it took from you, but what you took from it. Um, yeah, and that is huge because that is you know, I, we definitely have listeners who I know have been hurt, you know, when you're talking about this relationship with this man. So we've done past podcasts about being able to recognize a narcissist. Um, yeah. and I mean, this is textbook, like took your breath away, moved in together in a week. And three months later, there was a shift. Like, this is like, step by step what this looks like and then being caught in it trying to figure out internally what you did that that messed it up and how do you fix it and then holding on to what those first three months felt and looked like that that kind of drawing you back into that situation over and over again is what happens to so many women and I think that what we find is that so many women have that happen and then think that they're too broken or that men are like that. There are a couple of different stories that prevents them from having what they really deserve, right? What they, mm-hmm. what they really deserve in a relationship. So you coming out the other side of this and, and learning to love yourself and therefore be able to accept and identify true love is so important for our listeners to be hearing.
1: Absolutely. It's key. It really is key. I truly, truly believe that. And, man, it takes, sorry, (coughs) excuse me, it takes so much courage to do that. Like, it's hard work. What we're talking about here is not easy stuff. This is big-time hardcore stuff but when you do get to the other side when you make that choice to make yourself the priority and love who you are and everything about you are and accept who you are and trust that oh man you're on a home run stretch there my friends
0: yeah and we and it, and yes it's so interesting because yes it is or could be so much work But it's so much work because we have to unlearn all the bullshit we're shown and taught (laughs) like the first 20 years of our lives or 30 years of our, you know, like we have to like between even when you were talking about your, your breath being taken away and the, and the butterflies, like that's crap Hollywood tells us we're supposed to be feeling, you know, like that's, it's, it's a lie. And, and that kind of like swept off your feet, even that term, like. Where is our power in that? You know, where is our sense of self if we're being carried? It went poof. Yeah, exactly. Vanished. We are are totally (laughs) giving up on on ourselves and our power if that's what we're after. Um, And having to unlearn that. Um, Or even stories of like, you have to look this way. You have to weigh this much. Mm -hmm. You have to act this way. Yeah and it's all yeah maybe if
1: I'm skinnier he'll love me again that's exactly right
0: yes 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 Mm. and I also the the image of you in your mirror I mean for you guys and and I'll share it here also but I was on um Tiffany's podcast too and I'm hearing your story and I'm like oh my god this is like parallel to some of my story but that that moment when you're standing in your mirror like it sometimes is that moment. And yes, there were more moments afterwards to really solidify and build on top of it. But that was such a catalyst of like, who, who is this here? Like, do I want to be the person who is standing here? Like, can I recognize mm-hmm. this person? Um, yeah. So I just wanted you to, to if you could share a little bit more, you said he was a master manipulator and can mm. you share an experience that you had with him that that might give us some insight of like now that I'm looking at it I can see that this is what this was but that at the time it was it trapped you <sighs> uh,
1: yes I can so we would have had a fight over something, something small, something what we're going to have for dinner, or I I don't want to go to the pub tonight, I'm going to stay home. And because he, he would be frequenting that type of venue often. And he would make me feel... He would belittle me and put me down and make me feel so low and so useless and so dark and completely, completely not worth anything that I would then be feeling he would get me at my absolutely lowest of low, 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 I don't actually know if you could ever feel any lower someone else um, saying things to you that can hurt you and make you feel that bad. And look, I'm a big believer in the fact that we um, can control our own circumstances. However, when you're in a situation like that and that happens regularly, slowly chips away at you. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to stay in a high vibrational energy and feeling of self-love and belief and everything else that comes with it. They slowly wear you down and it's that manipulation. It just starts very slowly but eventually it comes to a point where you do feel so low that no one else would ever possibly want you mm-hmm. and they've manipulated that situation to the point where or they manipulate the fight so that you then feel bad mm-hmm. and you will then do anything you can to make, to make it feel better again, to make yourself feel better but to make the situation feel better. And so then you might make choices that you otherwise wouldn't have made because you don't, even though within yourself you don't actually want to go to the pub or you don't want to have another drink or you don't want to have whatever it is for dinner because you break out in hives or whatever it is, you make that choice because you want to fix the problem that is clearly your problem because he has just made you feel so bad and that it is your problem and it's never your problem. That's not a real relationship. That's control.
0: Yeah. That's gaslighting. Yeah. Um, and, and yes, there, you know, there's, there's a thin line because, and that's where the muscle is. So yes, we are in control of our circumstances, but we have to build that muscle to be able to recognize and see that and get there. Yeah. And if we are going through our own moments of self discovery, when and coming out of this kind of like inundation of like what things are supposed to look like and what we're supposed to act like and what we're supposed to be like, we're very vulnerable to that manipulation. So it's like, Healing yourself out of it when you're, when you're in it. But it's, there's so many insidious things that happen to us as women when we are young and growing up that things that we're told we're, we're supposed to do and accomplish and be chosen for to matter, that we are very yeah. vulnerable to this kind of abuse. Yeah. So it's yep, definitely. certainly any, anyone, I mean, I would, I'd like to say that anybody could do this work and get out of it, but also anybody can fall into this, you know, yes. it's just, we're not, we're not raised to have this muscle of like, does this feel right? And I'm hoping we're, we're shifting the tides here, but I know when, when you and I were growing up, you know, that just wasn't, not as strongly as it had to be to arm us against that kind of manipulation. If we're taught that that we suddenly matter when a man chooses us, how can we be strong in that? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah, that's exactly right. So but I think is- moving forward, there's lots of opportunities for a new way of that evolving and I know that I've certainly experienced that now in my marriage of 17 years we are 100% a team it is even Stevens all the way down the line and there are people out there there are women and men out there that can do that and do the work to get to that point so there's definitely a way to move forward through all of that there is hope
0: yeah and that's the thing too like your story can be and, and we hear it with with yours especially, and which is why I think again it, it is so so powerful your story can be whatever it can it could have you know very few bumps or gigantic you know mountains in in it and you still can come out and start moving forward through it and getting getting towards where you want to be. Um, you can. Sometimes you need some support. Some people might need to hear the story to get to get something from it, you know. Um, but it's not. There's nobody's a lost cause.
1: Absolutely, we all have the choice. It's all we ultimately have that power within in us to make the choices, and I think that in knowing that is powerful. And then when you can act on it and you can do the work and move through it and get to a place where you are in your power, you are being your authentic self and you are loving it, then you you are a force to be reckoned with and you will be in a position where people are drawn to you.
0: Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I yeah. love that you came on and were so willing to be so open and, and raw and share your story with us um, so that, you know, hopefully our listeners can get some, some takeaways of, you know, the other side of all this, some clues into what this really feels like to experience the relationship like you did. Um, And if you guys are, are stuck in something like this now, or if you've had it, you know, this is this is for validation and also to let you know that it, it really the getting out is is sometimes involves some movement for safety, but it also the start of it is that is that starting to strengthen that, that inner voice again, like yeah. checking in with yourself and and really what do you think and what are what are you really feeling in this moment. So thank you so much, Tiffany. Is there anything else you want to leave our listeners with today?
1: Oh, if anyone wanted to connect with me, I should tell you where I am.
0: I am, um,
1: yeah, so you can find me um, on my website, tiffanyjohnson.com.au. I have links to everything there, I'm on Facebook, Tiffany Johnson at Brave Enough Now. and You can get my book is available as, and that talks more in-depthly too about the relationship, I I think your listeners would really love the story. Um, so that's available as an ebook, a paperback, and an audio book. So you can grab that on Amazon. Um, and, yeah, you can always reach out to me. I love to hear from people who have heard the story and it's helped them make a positive choice in their life. And I'm really, truly so grateful for the opportunity to speak to your listeners today. So thank you, Amy.
0: Absolutely. And we will put the link to your website um, in our show notes. So if you guys are driving and you're hearing this, then when you (laughs) are settled and you want to get that information, just check our show notes and there'll be links there. So you can See all the other wonderful things, um, resources, and be able to connect with Tiffany beyond this podcast. So, thank you so much, Tiffany, for coming. And um, everyone, have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Successful, Single, and Not Willing to Settle the podcast. Can't get enough of us? Follow us on Instagram at SuccessfulSingleFemale. Check out our website at www.successfulsinglefemale.com or check us out on YouTube at Successful, Single, and Not Willing to Settle. Have a wonderful day and don't forget to not settle.
1: And I thought if these mountains can stand the test of time, if they can withstand blizzards and dinosaurs and mankind and goodness knows what else they have seen, then maybe, just maybe, I can do this thing called life. And maybe, just maybe, it's okay to be me. It's okay to have my dreams. It's okay to have my talents. It's okay to not like the things that I don't like. It's okay to have the feelings that I feel. Maybe, maybe what I was looking for all along was never a man or a relationship, but maybe it was self-love because someone else can't love you until you love yourself wholly, authentically and truly. And that moment was so liberating.